This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. You are listening to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Lumman and Joe Shasky coming at you every week. Make sure you're liking, sharing, subscribing, reviewing this podcast. Tell everybody about this podcast. Listen to this podcast twice. We could certainly use the numbers. All part of the Odyssey Sports Network here at 95.7 The Game. I think this will be a fun little segment to end this episode on, Shasky. There was some very un- just sad news that I saw come across my timeline uh, yesterday. Legendary giant and two-time World Series champion Brandon Belt might be retiring after this season, Shasky. Oh, I know. I'll take you a minute to really digest this. But this also comes at the uh, same time that Brandon Crawford was asked about retirement. The thought's kind of crossing his mind as well. And Shasky, I feel like I'm just going to throw this theory at you. I feel like an underlying emotion that's kind of really impacting Giants fans this year, and this is why I bring up the retirements of the Brandons, is that this season's kind of taking place amidst a backdrop of where those final embers of the dynasty are kind of fully extinguished now, and it feels like those, those good memories are truly now faded completely into the past. I mean, consider, you know, Bruce Bochy's on the Rangers now, which still weird uh buster posey basically has a desk job uh madison bumgarner's at home waiting for a phone call that's never going to come uh pablo's showing up to reunions now you know we got belt in toronto and crawford's were in his final days here and then we're seeing the struggle going on with the current team while at the same time those mem those good memories we had are really kind of f- being faded into the the stone of the past so to speak I feel like, I don't know, is that kind of just kind of add to just kind of the, the melancholic feel that might be going around Giants fans? Not that that right now is so bad mixed with the last shreds of good memories we had are finally disappearing for good right now. Well, Crawford's different for me than Belt. I have more emotional me. I have mm-hmm. more emotional attachment to Crawford than Belt. I mean, Belt, give me a break. The guy has he's played more games this year than he has in the last five years. You want to know what's funny? You want to know how many stat categories he would lead this Giants team in? Probably a lot. Quite a few. He would lead this team in OPS by a wide margin. He would be second in home runs behind uh, Wilmer Flores. 
second in walks. Yeah, uh, his on-base percentage would lead the team. His slugging would be second behind Flores. This team could probably use Brandon Belt. <laughs> yeah, but Flores would be playing. Like, that, this is the part where people got to understand, like, again, we're not missing anything with Brandon Belt. Like, the, trust yeah. me, we're missing the – the guy's on pace to strike out 160 times again this year. Yeah, so he I, would I, be second on this team in strikeouts. Exactly. Like, give me a break. Like, he's played 96 games. He will eclipse the most games he's played in five years. Congratulations. He still won't hit 30 home runs. He still won't drive in 100 RBIs. Like a flawed player. Again, another example, overrating our own. It's, it's, I feel like it's the same conversation, <laughs> different degrees of it, where Brandon Bell is a good, not great player, but we clung on to him way longer than we need to. They could have moved off him five years ago. They have missed a beat. Oh well, yeah, but again, that's what, and this is where the whole Brandon Bell thing comes. It's like when fans, this is the emotional attachment that fans have to guys like Brandon. Yeah, the Giants, we do have a history of elevating our own. I mean, heck, in 2018, we're talking about how Gorky Hernandez was a great player. Like that's how bad things used to be once upon a time. And again, Wilmer Flores is having a great play, is having a great season. I I've bashed Wilmer in the past. The reason I bash Wilmer is because I think Wilmer Flores has basically become the poster child of Giants fans' desire to elevate players who have some sort of cute emotional quirk he watches friends to this higher status and we put them on this pedestal and it's like Wilmer Flores having a fine year but he's not this like thank god for Wilmer Flores type player that we're basically casting him as right now but I don't know it's just me one player in their everyday lineup one player who maybe could be an all-star in the next couple of years Again, I mean, if you're if you're eliminating like rookies, because I think Patrick Bailey is probably your best bet to be oh, an so all star. Start over over Will Smith in the in the playoff. Yeah. Play no, I mean, I think like I mean, I, I don't know. This team could maybe crank out an all star too. I mean, again, like we said last week, I think they're closer to getting an all outfield all star in Luis Matos than they've ever been. I think Patrick Bailey has all star potential. But ahead of Slater because they're obsessed with playing Slater. Yeah. Well, they I know, but in, in the lineup because they're obsessed with playing Yastrzemski. That's the problem. I know, That's but this the is problem. operating under the theory that next year's manager and general manager are going to be, you know, operating this team slightly different than the current regime. Um, once they announce those extensions, though, holy snot, that's going to be not fun day for for Giants fans. But I don't know. I just when I saw the news about Brandon Bell, kind of bringing it back to that, it just it really kind of hit home again. I know a lot of fans are divided on Bell, but. Seeing this last month, knowing that the last, you know, vestiges of the Giants championship era are going to be gone. Shasky, when the Brandons retire this year, there's going to be only two players in baseball that are active now who have World Series championship rings with the Giants names on. Do you want to take a gander at who they might be? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, no, who, who, who? All right, well, one of them is Matt Duffy who's, you know, playing Royals. better baseball than half this roster is right now with the Royals. And the other is Adam Duvall, who uh, had like 15 at-bats or something for the 2014 Giants. I mean, that's just that's just how distant it is right now. And I don't know, just for me, like seeing where things are now versus where things used to be, it just, it really drives home at just how the heck did we get here kind of feeling 
that he's still living off the prior regime because Camilo yeah. Duvall, Luciano, and Logan Webb are all uh, Bobby Evans guys. Like mm-hmm. they're still living off of it. The only guy that you can point to who's been great that they drafted is Bailey. Yeah. The only guy that I can point to, like, man, what a great acquisition. Right? But that's about it. Oh, 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 Lamont Wade. Boy, that's a great story that faded quickly. J.D. Davis. Was a great story. Faded quickly. What? Yeah. No, great story again that faded quickly. And that's kind of where we're at now with this regime. It's just like for as faulty or for as flawed as maybe the last regime might have been at times, like they got guys who had some staying power. You're just not seeing that one out with this. They have a bunch of guys who no one's seen for more than three weeks for a reason. Mm. J.D. Davis is not a starter for a reason. Lamont Wade Jr. is not a starter for a reason. The Twins have been wildly more successful in the last six years than the Giants. It's undebatable. And yet, yet we're smarter than them when it comes to Lamont Wade? Probably not. You know, Tyro Estrada. That was a nice find. I like Tyro. Even, even that one's starting to fade back to earth now. Like exactly. a lot of guys, you know, Alex Dickerson was the first one. Remember when Dickerson was like the centerpiece of this, you know, the, the, the lineup's offensive firepower. I don't think Dickerson ever hit double digit home runs. You know, we saw with Donovan Solano before we'd call him Donnie barrels. We loved him. Anyone missing Donovan Solano this year? Like, no. yeah, it's just, it does kind of go into the, just contrasting where things were versus where they are now. It's just, it's absolutely disheartening and depressing. And it's why fans, I think, are just so sick of things. Like, it, it are just so sick of this regime right now. Because they're, you know, we're basically, yeah, if you're a Giants fan, you have to ride on the memories of that last regime. Otherwise, you're going to go crazy. Or you're just going to watch the 49ers starting this week. Um, before we get out of here, Shasky, um, there's a lot of negativity around the Giants right now. And so I wanted to, us to finish on something positive. Something okay. that we can kind of go out of this episode with a smile on our face. And give you know something to bark about, something to cheer about. Um, so I did a little digging and I found apps. Whoop, there we go. So I did a little digging and I found absolutely nothing that I could be positive about. So um, here's what I'm gonna finish off with: uh, open-ended question. What's something positive? You can't say Logan Webb, you can't say Camille Duvall, and you can't say Patrick Bailey. What's something positive you're going to desperately cling to for the last month of this season and hope that it can give you a shred of dopamine when you watch Giants baseball? I hope to never see the City Connect jerseys ever again after this month. Ah, oh, well, you might be out of luck on that. As, as he, you say to the guy wearing his City Connect hat. I mean, everybody rocked the 1980s and uh, early 90s gear, Giants gear. I call the curvy letter Giants attitude. Yeah. That has been really cool. And I'm going to cling to that because I do think I saw a lot of Giants fans in Chicago. Giants fans care. They, they care do. a lot. And I don't think that we're happy. And I hope that their voice is heard. That's what I'm going to cling to. Yeah. Two positives. I'm going to, well, two positives. Yeah. That I'm going to desperately cling to is uh, one is just watching Ryan Walker pitch. Okay. Um, you know, I've been enjoying him a lot. I hope he keeps going. I, I, I like knowing that we have a deep bullpen. I like the fact that he could be a part of it. And I love seeing more guys in the system come up and contribute. The other positive I'm going to desperately cling to is I'm going to watch a lot of Wade Meckler at bats. Like that's going to be like my, oh, okay, Wade Meckler's up. I'm going to lean forward okay. here. Do I expect him to be an all-star? Absolutely not. Is he the, the future star this team needs? I don't think so at all. But he's a guy who just, I don't know, I, li- I like the swing. Seems like he's got a good approach. And honestly, it's just... He's an interesting story. He's hit at every level. I want to see what the guy could do. And honestly, if you have a mustache like that, like, dude, you better hit. 
So I'm excited to see him because it's something new, fresh, exciting from the farm system. So that's what I'm going to cling to. I'd be curious to see what Giants fans are going to try and cling to in this last month here for any sort of uh, positivity because uh, it's going to be very, very difficult. So maybe we'll see the young guys more this month. Dave Fleming has said now two weeks in a row that we're going to be seeing more young guys soon. So it's got to happen at some point. Um, but until then, you know, we'll just uh, bang our heads against the wall and bark at the moon. So anyway, uh, your dog wants us to get out of here. So let's do that. This is uh, Sam Lovin along with Joe Shasky. This has been episode 74 of the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. We'll be back next week to talk about so much more great Giants baseball. Until then, we'll catch you on the next one.